Welcome to episode three of This Ridiculous Life. My name is Lindsay Miller, and I'm here with my husband, Corey Miller. This week, we are going to talk about our travel principles. One of the things, if you follow us, you may notice that we've been to a lot of places. Just in the last three years alone, we've been to Portugal, Japan, Jamaica, numerous in-country visits, Spain, Canada. Um, and that's probably just to name a few. And so everyone always wonders why we travel so much, how we travel so much. And that's what we want to talk about a little bit this week. Yeah. You know, I've traveled more in my life with you than I have. I mean, we've known each other for seven years now and I've traveled more in the last three years than I have in my whole life. (laughs) And it's been a fun adventure. And that's part of the, this ridiculous life thing is Mm -hmm. we are on these kind of adventures. So, you know, we're just talking like there's some underlying principles and values that go with that. Absolutely. We kind of wanted to share this. Yeah. It, it starts off with um, we value experiences over things. If we're going to spend our money on something, we typically spend it on an experience over buying a new car or, you know, something like that. Yeah. I even wrote a blog post if we went to Portugal for a month to say like how we have made not concessions, just changes in our lives in order mm-hmm. to be able to travel like we have. So we don't drive the nicest cars. Right. Um, we built a house that was right size for us. Maybe we have some regrets. We wish we <laughs> built like another room, like an actual guest room in our house. Right. But I mean, it all comes down to the whole, we want an adventure. We want experiences over actual things that like, I don't know, rust and rot. Absolutely. Well, when we met, you drove a 1998 Mercury Sable. Gosh, I've forgotten now. But and I had a 2002 Xterra. <laughs> yours definitely had more miles on it. Than yeah, mine, I think. Yeah, Trixie um, took me to a lot of places. Um, and but mine was used as a homeless shelter for a night. We think. <laughs> That's I mean, absolutely true. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we've always sort of had that core principle of not really spending our money on, but we didn't really. Um, channel it to some more exotic vacations until we kind of looked at it purposefully. It was like, oh, do we want a, that car payment or do we want to take three vacations a year? <laughs> yes. And it's been an easy decision for us because oh, absolutely. we want the experiences over the things. Yeah, absolutely. So that's definitely the first thing is, mm-hmm. um, you know, we even like built our house differently. Because we wanted experiences with people, our friends, the people right. we love most here. So we actually added on a little bit to our back porch so that we right. could have like use that as an outdoor entertainment space. And last year we had a catered dinner for 60 people here and all outside, rented tables and chairs and had a food truck here. We oh, were, yeah, we called it Friends of I Things. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> so <laughs> those dreams are coming true um, for that entertainment space. If we hadn't prioritized experiences with and relationships with people yeah. over things, it would probably looked a lot different. Yeah, absolutely. And we wouldn't have been able to go do all the things I've been able to go do. What is that? You told me this several years ago, that study or the book. I don't know. You know how you do that Corey Miller reads thing um, where they study people who 
bought, wanted a new house and they bought a new house and it only upticked their happiness a little bit. Yeah. What was that? So I think it was a study in like the Netherlands, but I'll have to find it, put it in the show notes. But yeah, so people that bought a house, it was a short term bump for them, but long term Mm -hmm. their life kind of went back to normal, what it was before they bought a house. Maybe they were living in an apartment or something like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think we took that to heart is that um, things can only get you so far. Right. um, But long-term meaning and happiness is spent with people and on an adventure. Absolutely. So that leads us into what I feel like is the first principle that we should touch on, um, which is the ending on a high note, because I think it goes right into that happiness and what lasts. So you're the one that taught this to me. So I feel like you're the one that should explain it. I don't think we necessarily set out with a lot of these principles, but we discovered them. That's a a good way. uh, We discovered them a part of us. And so when I'm thinking about Ending on a high note, it was, again, back to a book I read that said, or a blog post or something about travel, is that every time you do a travel, you want to end it on a really high note. You know, most times when we're ending a trip, you think about it when you've traveled, it's, you're probably like packing your suitcase and a little bit down, and you're just kind of like thinking about the logistics of getting back home. But for this was, you know, make sure that the last night, the last day on the trip ends with this memorable experience you can savor for the long term. Mm-hmm. So I think we really discovered this. Um, when I say intended or discovered, discovered this. I know exactly what you're going to say. What is it? Portugal. Totally Portugal. Absolutely. I mean, we're still talking about it two, three years I later know, now. I know. So, it was an epic night. <laughs> so um, <laughs> we were in Portugal for a month. And when we went, we only intended to like, just embrace the culture, learn mm-hmm. the culture, drink a lot of really, really good Portuguese wine, which, by the way, is the best in the world. We were very successful in that endeavor. <laughs> yes. We, <laughs> we drank through Portugal, basically, yes. the yeah. eight or nine regions of wine. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, so the first, I don't know, three, four weeks, now we spent it with people we really love. Your mom came with yeah. us. And your grandmother joined uh, us for the last two weeks of the dream trip. Dream come true, yeah. Which, by the way, if you know, note to self, those husbands is like if you can end on a high note, it's like bring the person your your wife respects and loves most in this world, and uh, that yeah. was Lindsay's grandmother. She joined us for the last two weeks, like she said. But um, so we spent a couple of weeks kind of wrapped up, and I wouldn't say it's selfish. Like we we're on our trip, we we're doing mm-hmm. things we wanted to do. But I started co-working from a place in Lisbon because the apartment we had wasn't really truly conducive to be able to Mm -hmm. work and focus and things like that. I'm going to stop you right there because we did make friends with the Cooking Lisbon team with Philippe and Louise, and they're the ones that told you about that co-working space. So that that leads into other stuff, but you found the co-working space because of them. So so all of discovery, right? And this principle we live because of this trip and we're going to tell you exactly (laughs) what happened. But yeah, so I had lunch with Louise and Mm -hmm. like, um, you know, we talked about entrepreneurship, how it's different in Portugal and America Mm -hmm. and how many things we have in common, which is by the way, is almost all of it It just looks (laughs) differently in a different language, different culture. But I started co-working at, um, co-working Lisboa, and um, I just found the cheapest thing I could get, which is basically a, a seat in the lobby, so to speak. <laughs> and I sat next to this gentleman named Bruno, and we were working, and we kind of exchanged cordial, um, you know, little pleasantries. And by the way, Lindsay's sighing. You can't see her, but she's like, oh, Bruno, he's the best. And he is. Uh, yeah. So 
I hit it off with Bruno. We go to lunch and he's asking me what I do. And I say WordPress and iThemes and all this stuff. And he's like, well, you should talk to Nuno. And uh, Nuno ran the uh, runs a WordPress consulting business in Portugal, in Lisbon, and also the WordPress meetup. And then next thing I know, we're having lunch. And uh, he, when we're talking to Nuno, which, by the way, has had his first baby. It's awesome. Uh, again, to our make friends everywhere, we can bask in all these things because we've continued to stay Facebook friends with these these awesome people. But um, so he asked me to speak at the WordCamp WordPress meetup, and it happened to be the last night we were there. So I come home and I'm like, Lindsay, I'm, you know, I'm talking to the WordPress meetup group in Portugal. And by the way, they said I could speak English because, you know, I could barely speak English sometimes, but definitely not Portugal, Portuguese. And so, um, we go to the WordPress meetup and there's probably what, 30 people there. Yeah. It was a good group. And, um, we just kind of tell our story and at the end, end of the meetup, um, they all go, you know, in Europe, we've discovered that they eat much later than us mm-hmm. Americans. And I don't know, was that nine o'clock or something? Yeah, something like that. Nine or nine thirty. And what time did our flight leave the next um, day? We had to get up at like three thirty AM. AM, yeah. To to get on our flight. And so they're like, hey. We were both hesitating. I remember us being like, um, no, okay, let's do dinner. And so we did. So and then we're like, like, but we need to go home right after dinner. We got two babies at the apartment mm-hmm. and packing that we packing hadn't done that we yeah. really hadn't done and we're like let's go for it so we went out to dinner with uh, uh i don't know 15 10 15 mm-hmm. of the um portuguese wordpress meetup group and had the time of our lives but i had mentioned i guess in my talk that we were attempting to drink as much portuguese wine as we can basically to be connoisseurs or just because it's incredible wine mm-hmm. and one of the gentlemen goes um would you really like to taste some Portuguese wine. Mm-hmm. And we're like, I think it was an emphatic yes. Yes. <laughs> I think also we were still a little bit like, do we want to do this? Okay, we should we should totally do this. And so yeah, they took us to places we would have never found. I think they were the place was even closing. Um yep. and it was um Susanna and um Hugo. Hugo. Thank you. Jeez, it was right on the tip of my tongue. Um, Susanna Marco, and, Bruno, they all joined yes, us. Yes, that's right. And we went in and they brought out these fabulous wines. And we did not even try not to finish our glasses. And Corey and I drank the best wines we've had the whole trip for sure. And then we, they even stopped and Hugo went in and got wine that he had saved in his, like, yes. a, we stopped by his office. Was it his office or his apartment? Office. And they drove us home and gave us two special bottles of wine um, that were dated, like, the 90s, if I remember correctly. Um, Fantastic wine. We still have it, actually. Yes. We didn't um, drink one bottle. Oh, that's right. We did drink one bottle. We shared it with Grandma. But we saved it, like, a year after we mm-hmm. left. And then we have one more left. But um, and then, but and then, yeah, we slept for like maybe an hour and a half, and then got up and finished our packing and got to the airport. But it, it didn't matter. It, we had such an amazing time and great conversations that we ended it on a high note, and everything was perfect. The whole trip got colored by that one night because yeah. we had an incredible experiences the whole time we were there. Yes. That one night, 
is what we referenced back about like the bookend piece of our mm-hmm. trip. Absolutely. So there's our, there's our first principle is try. And now ever since then we go, it's our last night. What should we do on our last day or what should we do on our last night and try to be more purposeful about it. Um, to say like, this is so Jamaica, we did a, a, a romantic date and drank champagne on the beach on our last night and talked and stared at the stars. Like that was a really great way to end that trip too. And we've just tried to had that principle in mind every trip we've had since then, because it was so incredible for us. Absolutely. So the next one, I think kind of ties in with that night too. the next principle that we kind of discovered is make friends everywhere. Mm-hmm. When we went to Portugal, we didn't think we were going to make these incredible friendships that we've I've gone back since then right. and met up with a lot of the people that we met there and have kept in touch through Facebook and stuff like that. Right. But make friends everywhere. And that's kind of timely for the last week of our lives. Absolutely. So there's two things. We went to a trip to Japan last spring and we met a friend. But beyond that, goes back to Portugal too. We took a cooking class and there was a Japanese woman in our cooking class named Mickey, Mickey Taru. And she is a flight attendant for Japan airlines. And we just hit it off with her as well. And so then when we went to Japan last year, she took us out. Corey was a little, um, sleepy and so he he was he was very jet lagged so he did not get to make the dinner which i think to this day he regrets because it was one of the most incredible experiences of my life um but we got to i got to go out with mickey and have this incredible japanese meal and then while we were in japan met a girl named meg and she was our tour guide and then we made friends with the other guy in the tour from Mm -hmm. australia and um After the tour was over, Meg hung out with us and we went to like this hole in the wall whiskey bar and tried these fabulous whiskeys. And then we sang karaoke. She was not getting paid to hang out with us anymore. She just like, we just had a good time. And then two days later, we met up with Meg again and shared a lunch and some drinks and played again. And then she just left Oklahoma City. She came and visited for four days all the way from Tokyo. So if you're following along, <laughs> that was that was fast, huh? We met Mickey in Portugal, mm-hmm. and then got to have dinner with her. Lindsay did at least right in Japan when we went to Japan last year, and then we met this new friend named Meg, and she was traveling across the United States visiting family and just cool spots in Oklahoma, or I'm sorry, United States, and decided. She wanted to come into Oklahoma City, and we're like, we love our home, <laughs> but it is not like the destination on the top hundred list of people that are visiting here that want to, you know, like go see stuff. Yeah, absolutely, and and it was just because of we just I think in general we're open people and we like to have fun with others, and we like to meet new people, and it's really turned into some very solid friendships, solid friendships with people from Portugal and now Japan. Um, We could probably name several others, but I think those are the first that come to mind. And ultimately it was because we made friends in Portugal that led to some big business stuff for you this year. That one last night in Portugal, um, we met this gentleman named Marco, who's become a friend of ours. And uh, when I'm in WordCamp US last year, um, he reached out on Facebook and said, you need to meet this friend of mine named Marcel. 
And so Matt, my COO, and I are walking along at WordCamp US, and I hear this, "Are you, is your name Corey Miller? And I look up, and it happened to be Marcel. And long short, short on that, so that friendship that happened the last night in Portugal ended up uh, with this new friendship, and we it turned into a great business thing. So um, their company, Hello Dev, we uh, started talking. They were doing some cool things that aligned with what our product, our company was doing. And um, we ended up flying back to Portugal, except mm-hmm. this time to Porto. Without me. Without Let's just you, like, throw that out there to our friends that are listening. Kind of a little bit of an issue because we need to get <laughs> Lindsay back to Portugal fast. <laughs> we call it our homeland most times. Mm-hmm. But um, so went back. And spend a couple of days with them and, and realize like we've got a lot to do together. And so I can thank. So we ended up, um, you know, acquiring their, their team, their company, their products. And that's our next big thing at iThemes. <laughs> All because we met some really good people in Lisbon and were open to those relationships. And then it turned out to be even more friendships. By the way, Marco, uh, one of the days on their father day, Father's yeah. Day, he and his family took us out to uh, the southern portion of Lisbon that we hadn't been at and showed us some more incredible places that were just amazing. But they spent the whole day with us. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, one other person we're talking about this makes friends everywhere. And of course, we met him through business, but we had Brad Williams from WebDev Studios yeah, here this week. Absolutely. And it was nice. He was going to Camp Press here in Oklahoma. And um, he came in a day early and he was like, hey, you want to go to dinner? And ended up, um, we hosted him in our house and for dinner mm-hmm. and stayed the night and had some fun laughs with him. And then we're um, joking with him that we want to call him in April uh, to be some guests on our podcast at right. some point. Yes. I'm sure April is very, very thrilled about that. Oh, I'm sure. I told Brad I would send a bottle of wine so that she and I could maybe drink the same wine what, right before the podcast and during the podcast. And maybe it would make it easier. Yeah. <laughs> So make friends everywhere. I mean, we've got so many things. And that's not counting our Canada trip. We met customers and friends and new yes. people in Ottawa and Quebec City and Montreal. Um, you know, it's just a, a new thing that we've discovered that now when we take a trip is like, who, what new friends are we going to make that yeah. we stay connected with? It enhances not only like our trip, but our life. Meeting people from other walks of life and in other cultures. It's, it's definitely made me... Um, more relevant, I guess, to our new like world society, you know, <laughs> so to speak. And no, like we were able to talk to Meg, uh, not to get like too political again, but how do the Japanese people feel about North Korea firing missiles, you know, mm. and kind of, and that was really interesting to hear what she had to say about some of that stuff. And so, and we're better because of it now. Yeah, and that's one thing we've, we've always done is trying to learn co- culture and perspectives and stuff. Yeah. So. We never want to go and just, like, look at people or look at things. Yeah. We want to pre- – like, I find success when we go to a place and then, like, someone thinks I'm French. Like, we're <laughs> in France and, like, someone thinks I'm also French. And then I've, I've like, won the lottery. Okay, that's your pretend fancy principle, and I don't want to do that now. I want to save that for the end. That's the cherry on top. But okay, okay. The one I think people would probably want to know, because we get this question so much, is how in the heck do you travel with kids, particularly like infants? Yeah. They're still in diapers. We went to Portugal. I think both the kids were still in mm-hmm, They are both diapers. in diapers. Lillian was nine months old, um, and Callaway was a little over two. But it goes back to, I remember we were planning our first trip, one of our first trips like overseas and with the kids. And I was like, mm-hmm. you want to get on the plane with 
babies, like infants, and you're like, uh, yes. I think it goes back to something we talked about, like, you know, that everybody said our lives should change. Mm-hmm. And we're like kind of a, a little bit offended by that. And we kind of, I think, as I recall, had this commitment to say, we want to travel mm-hmm. and we love our children and they're just going to come with us. It's yeah. just like going to be part of the thing that they got their passports when they were months. Infants, and, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think that's part of it, right? Like, how do you travel with kids? Like, you just do. You want to travel and you have kids. And so you just do it. Um, I was recounting the story with Brad about, again, about the trip to Portugal. Um, we specifically chose an airline because they went to New Jersey and New Jersey to Lisbon is a straight flight and it's only six hours and we could do that. Well, there was plane problems in Houston and our flight got canceled. And so the only way to get to Lisbon that within the next 24 hours or 48 hours was to take a flight instead of a six hour flight, 11 hour flight to Frankfurt and you just do it. Right. Um, the first flight out of Oklahoma city to Houston, Lillian peed on me and then Callaway got air sick on the way to Frankfurt. And so I was just, um, covered, but I don't think of that. You know, like when I think about our trip, I don't think about that. Maybe 17 hours total of that, of that travel time. I don't, I don't think about that 17 hours. I think about all of the good that happened once we landed and it was great. So, and not getting our bags for 48 hours, basically. There was also that. Yeah. There was, a, yeah, I don't think about any, like those are things that I go, um, what are some crappy travel things that have happened? Oh, well, here's, you know, these things, but. It's ironic that those things happened on one of the most epic trips that we've ever taken that we talk about weekly. We, we mention Portugal in this household all the time. And I don't put the negative of those situations with like the whole trip. We didn't let it taint it. No. The experience for sure. And ending on the high note certainly helped all the cool things we did and the people we met. Absolutely. I think it's also like probably a whole nother podcast to just talk about some of the organization things and the um, stuff we did ahead of time to prepare the kids, prepare ourselves, things to pack. Like I think there's probably some uh, some tips and tricks type of podcast that could take us a while to kind of go through some smart things that we've done when we do travel with them. The other thing I'll say with traveling with kids is that we want them to see the world and learn how different people see the world. Mm -hmm. And that's a part, you know, they've been pretty young when we traveled, but they've also been able to meet people and learn new things. And as they get older, we want them to have those experiences of seeing Mm -hmm. not just their view from living in and being raised in Oklahoma by these two parents and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But to be able to see how other people live, how other people think, how other people act. Right. um, And the history that goes along with all those things. Absolutely. Think about other people besides themselves. It has to imprint on them even at such a young age. Let's hope so. For sure. Okay. (laughs) So the last is the cherry on top. Pretend fancy. Talk about pretend fancy. So pretend fancy probably isn't just travel. I know that there's like probably some of my friends that when I say this, like they giggle because we have a birthday party for me or something. And I say, okay, everybody, we're going to do wine and cheese. It's a pretend fancy party. And then everyone laughs because that's what I do. But um, specifically within travel, this is, I I think I have a whole pretend fancy like every day. Um, And it starts with finding a trip that um, doesn't break the bank. So we, we try to be very frugal, even though we are saving money and doing stuff in order to travel. We're not, you know, five star 
gold diamonding it first class on the airplanes the whole way. Um, we do try to still maintain and travel within our means, I guess, so to speak, um, and do it in a really smart way. So first is on pretend fancy is you go to a great place, um, stay in a fabulous hotel, but at the same time, you're not staying at the Ritz Carlton. Also not a hostel, not that there's anything wrong with staying at a hostel, but there's like this really happy medium that just takes a little bit of time researching to find it, to say, this is the place for us. We're going to be incredibly comfortable. It may even be like a little upscale, but maybe it's on sale or maybe it's from a website that I know about that has deals and we jump on it that way. Um, but it lets us pretend like, like it's fancy, but really like, sorry, everybody else around us, we paid half price, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, which again is how we found Portugal. We didn't set out for Portugal. We were going to go to Spain. Right. And we decided to spend a month in Spain and went, Oh, maybe just on a whim, maybe Portugal's right there. We Googled some pictures. Oh, that's gorgeous. Maybe we could fly in Spain and out of Portugal. And so we were just looking at flight times and days and prices. And remember those Spain flights were like 1500 or something each. And then we, on a whim, I went, well, how much is it if we go in and out of Lisbon? And it was $800 and like $50. And we went, I think we're going to Portugal. And we bought the tickets right then because it saved us so much money. (laughs) And then it ended up, you know, being this thing. So it's, um, it's the same thing with like meals. Whenever you're traveling, um, you, we, rent a home or rent an Airbnb. And so we do a cheap breakfast and an on the go lunch, and then we can have a really nice dinner somewhere. Um, we're not doing that for all of our meals for all of the vacation, but we're just being smart about it. Um, and frugal where you can, so that you can splurge in other ways. And to me, that means pretending fancy. Cause we go to a Michelin star restaurant in Osaka. Well, we, probably had the continental breakfast that morning and a street vendor, you know, for a lunch on the way or a train, you know, picked up a, a, a box on the train station and then went out for a Michelin star restaurant for dinner. Pretend fancy. It means I have to hide my Oklahoma redneck a little bit. Also that <laughs> you know, when he wanted to, he was dying to order freedom fries when we went to Paris As and I joke. threatened him within an inch of his life. <laughs> Most times I just do that just to see if I can get a rise out of you. And it did get a rise out of me. I was like, please don't do that. No one will think threatened. I'm French if you order I think freedom I was fries. Totally Oklahoma joke. Totally joke. Yeah. Well, okay. That Those are some good things. Experience over things. Make friends everywhere. Pretend fancy. End on a high note. Traveling with kids. We just kind of do it. Yeah. So that has been an awesome podcast to share, but we have mm-hmm. so much more to share about travel and organization and all the other things we do, and we hope to get those to those in the upcoming podcast. Absolutely. Thank you. Okay. Well, uh, we'll... Talk to you guys later? (laughs) Yes. All right. Good night, everybody.